You know, when I walk into a dance, the bouncers don't frisk me. They salute me. You know why? It's out of respect. Everlasting name, the original Nata. Take heed and take check. You care about him along with the shy effects. And when we come, it's murder reaction. All original junglists. Hey, what we tell him no? Can we not imitate yet? Originate, because originate. All right, mate. Stop gassing, mate. What the people then blasting? Lot of mercy, they're everlasting. Watch him tell him the boy. Watch this. Some killer, some try to say my go get murder. My son, we are some killer. 
Talking noise at noon, everybody. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Lionel Day Bands, and today we have guests. Hello, guests. Hello. Would you like to introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm I'm Soba. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, I'm today. I picked out a special hat to wear from the studio. I picked the steampunk uh, men's rights hat. Uh, Shout out Techno Terrain to make a statement. Uh, this I'm dedicating this to Spongle. Oh my God, <laughs> Spongle does not have rights. Spong, no Spongle rights. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> um, hello over there, Garage DJ. Oh yeah. Um, Golem.http. Golem. Gabe. We got Golem and Soba on the mic. Uh, two enthusiastic Garage soldiers, soldiers, and uh. Uh, occasional jungleist. Occasional jungleist. Um, you know, you know, from time to time, I like to, you know, 
I like a little a little break beat. I like a little a little you know. I love breaks. <laughs> this like is breaks. why you're here. Today um, we're gonna discuss uh, some some very important political topics. Yeah, I need to hear about the history of UK Garage. Uh, for once, I am not the encyclopedic bitch that I usually am on this show. This is a teaching moment. So, yeah, no. Okay, bullshit banter aside. Ha 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 Yes, we're going to dive into jungleist things. We're going to dive into UK things. And I'm literally saying UK things because I'm like, is there base house in your selection? Selecta! There's like a, maybe like a bass line like garage track I guess some speed garage like stuff so this is one of those things where I'm like damn that's crazy there's a lot of varietals (laughs) and I'm just like please inform me um there's that in the show notes there will be links to documentaries and I'm going to watch all of them when I have free time. Actually, I have a long plane ride, but I'm probably gonna be asleep through that shit. But if I'm not, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, there is a lot of archival uh, footage and also a lot of really good documentaries that were made like basically around the same time that Garage and Jungle were kind of becoming quite popular. So it's it's truly a blessing that we have those. because a lot of those people who were big in those scenes are still active today. So it's nice to be kind of present in a in like a music movement uh, where people are kind of still trying to kind of evolve the genres or maintain them uh, and also archive the history of it, which makes it a lot easier for people to kind of understand where these histories are coming from and also more give people more knowledge and like influence for really cool crazy genres that come down the line like g- garage for instance like has so many subgenres and has influenced so many other genres that people might not think oh hell yeah that makes it very exciting it's funny because a lot of people think that like garage has only the skippy upbeat yeah. k esque sound and that's not the case but yeah i used to think it was just two step really i was cringe at one point (laughs) before i learned about four four he's evolved the four four okay out in the midlands let's talk about it (laughs) oh actually yes okay i guess my first question how did y'all meet so me and Gollum, uh we met precious I feel like we I've known him my whole life, really. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we met like what almost a year ago, uh, through a mutual friend of ours, Ben. When I was living in Portland, um, me and Ben started getting really into like DJing and like collecting like cobbling together, right, the tools to be able to do it because ultimately DJing is a very, very like prohibitive thing to get into it's expensive yeah so it's like you really have to like know people with gear or like cobble gear together to really get started so it was easier to do that you know with someone else and then i met gabe through ben and gabe had been djing for many years already um so i've learned a lot from him and um when i moved down to the bay he's been living here as well so kind of just since then you know we've been mobbing Deep. We had some epic like Portland like parties that we like got to hang out at and play music. Yeah. Oh, that's sick. Like a warehouse in Portland. 
Yeah, shout out Pickle Factory. Love y'all. I love it. It's called Pickle Factory because I like pickles. But um, wait, Gabe, how long have you been spinning? And wait, Soba, did you start? Did you start digital or do you spin vinyl? Because I know Gabe spins vinyl. I actually started spinning vinyl first. Okay, that's bad bitchery. I was collecting vinyl and we only had Technics at that time. Really early on, that was like the first stuff that we collected. So yeah, vinyl vinyl first. Can't say I'm like a legend at the, at the plates, but... <laughs> But that was definitely like my first foray into it. And so learning like the kind of like physical, like physical, like aspects of how to spin vinyl and like slow things down, not having like, you know, like numbers to kind of like rely on was pretty helpful for me to get started once I shifted to like a digital format. But, you know, I'm still learning and it's, it's been very exciting to kind of like, you know, see the differences and like, um, collect especially which we'll hopefully talk about down the line today um with garage and a bunch of other like uk electronic genres there really is like an interesting culture of like dub plates um and having vinyl only releases and whatnot um so it kind of forces you to uh if you want to dj certain music that is only going to be on vinyl you gotta you gotta know how to spin it which is interesting it keeps that kind of world alive <laughs> the vinyl world alive which is cool Definitely. yeah exactly okay that's kind of sick because like you know with a lot of other genres and with a lot of other djs that i've talked to it's been uh what's it called like controller first or like laptop mouse no controller and then everyone like uh, graduates to vinyl, but mm. it's funny because I was collecting records and I was passing records and I grew up around vinyl DJs. Um, yeah, that's how I was introduced to jungle. I was passing jungle records. Yep. My mom was dating a jungle DJ. A lot of epic jungle dub plates and like crazy things out there, which is really <laughs> exciting. Yeah, it's interesting because I think electron like being introduced to DJing like electronically first, I guess just as indicative of the times that we're in. Oh um, yeah. Where, you know, like people have laptops, people have access to like things like, I know people that m create mixes exclusively on Ableton. Oh yeah. You know, like. I know producers that do that and yeah. then they play them out with like pads and a laptop. I think that it's not, a it's not necessarily about what you use, it's about musicality, but watching, watching vinyl DJs growing up and looking at how simple it looks, but then when you realize that like you're a child of capitalism and you're disconnected from your body, this is some spongle talk right here. Um, are, are we being spongled right now? Maybe a little bit, but you know, allegedly, I don't know. Um, cancel spongle. I don't like them. Spongle, they're canceled. Anyway, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm being so silly. Um, it was one of those things that the first time I actually played records out and tried to blend them, I was like, wow, my physical practice, like being in touch with my body, like feeling music in my body is something that I'm like, wow, that is a practice and it can feel like a lost art when you watch other DJs that are like, I only read the waveform or I only play in the grid. Yeah, I mean, like it all kind of 
goes along the, the same thread. All these genres, like, speaking of New York, the idea of, like, garage as, like, like, one could trace garage back to New York, right? Like, the origins of, of a lot of that music were kind of influenced by... New York House. You know, New York House. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, the term garage, like, pretty influenced by the fact that a lot of these, like, raves and things that were happening, like, as early as, like, the 70s and 80s with, like, disco things and house things that were coming out of there, like, DJs like Larry Levon, mm-hmm. or, like, at Paradise Garage, for instance, in New York, like, they were the ones who really were kind of, like, the progenitors of what ended up being garage um because people in britain were so into like house music uh they started kind of like creating their own sound um which ended up becoming garage kind of vacillating between two the two countries you know garage kind of started getting its own sound um and then people here like todd edwards from new jersey was also trying to create a new sound for himself to kind of set himself apart from the house DJs that were like popular in the early 90s. And his specific sound um, ended up being like a big influence for garage music, like that sampling of vocals to create melody. Like Mm -hmm. you can't really hear what people are saying because he chopped up vocals to make melodic parts to music, which, you know, like, to this day, you kind of see that in, like, more mainstream influences. Like, Daft Punk does that now. I think Todd Edwards and Daft Punk actually ended up working together, like, years later on um, Random Access Memories, There's I think. There's that one song where they oh, list Fuck, the I have that on like, vinyl. Yeah. Yeah, that's, like, a sleeper hit for Todd Edwards. I think he got a Grammy from that, remarkably enough, which is really cool to see, like, these, like, really epic masters of the underground kind of, like, breaking through. But ultimately, like, a lot of these genres have, like, stayed, uh, you know, relatively, like, not underground, but, you know, like, tapped in with, like, the, the same communities that kind of, like, gave them life. But, um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. It's, it's an epic genre. And then, um, with Garage, a lot of the music, you know, started kind of breaking into a lot of other subgenres that we know today. Um. A lot of influence of garages and dubstep, UK funky, which uses what two four, or some. There's like they use like a lot of like Latin and like yeah. Caribbean like breakbeat sounds and stuff. But like all of that's Ooh. kind of like influenced from garage music. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's a very broad genre. You get like four four like niche baseline stuff that came out of like what I think I could be wrong on this one, but like Yorkshire and the Midlands, like were areas where that kind of became really popular and you hear like that really like epic classic 4-4 baseline type music um, M1 like garage stuff yeah organ bass yeah that's kind of sick I mean I think at that intersection I want to play Gabe's tracks and then I want to come back in and talk about how that like cause ugh <laughs> I'm just sitting here being schooled that's why I'm not talking that much um I kind of want to talk about how that like influences jungle as well but because yeah this was something that when i screened from jack to juke oh i'm in this mic hold on it was interesting because they were talking about how baltimore house 
had a different sound than Chicago and Detroit house. And ultimately Baltimore house was influenced by Juke and ghetto house to an extent, but it wasn't more, it wasn't like a chain reaction. It was more like these things were simultaneously happening. And then Baltimore house evolved into like clubhouse. And so it's like how everybody has their own style and everybody has their own interpretation. I like to look at New uh, New York house music as more disco adjacent. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and like Baltimore club music is definitely more influenced by like hip hop sampling and oh, yeah. like more choppy, choppy house music. Yeah, really cool. it feels like an intersection and there are breaks that are used in it sometimes, but it feels like the breaks of vocal sampling. Like it's like the similar... Like a similar approach, a similar production approach yeah. to something else, but I'm not very good at like knowing. Unfortunately, I'm like kind of illiterate with like the measures for like a lot of genres. But like I think Baltimore club music's eight four influenced, kind of. I could be Gabe's more of an expert on this by several uh, thousand. I don't know about knots, that much but, about club history. Yeah. I just like listening to it. But. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's like interesting, right? Like you're saying, it's like that really different like like beat measure that kind of gives it that it's that the same swing influence that like you get from like yeah even like bounce music oh trap music like yeah a lot of that stuff kind of like blends together in terms of like and i mean that's again like the fun thing about being a dj is like you can kind of like if you like digging through music you can like hear these kind of like similarities and find tracks you like and, and mix them together and give people the opportunity to kind of like learn about new genres that they might not have like associated with um with one or another um which makes it very exciting i agree gabe do you have anything to say before i play your tracks are we gonna pl- are you playing the them in order yeah like the first two ones well yeah it's i brought these because like the jungle discussion and these are kind of like the ravey like hardcore like I guess like early 90s kind of tracks yeah so they're not really garage tracks but they're like kind of like i guess like is it proto jungle kind of proto jungle breakbeat hardcore um happy hardcore because there is a difference (laughs) yo that's something that i just recently got into like i said because of proto jungle and because i was like i want something that's more melodic because everybody tends to play hard shit in the club and I'm like, I like a good vocal. <laughs> I'm I'm some hard and some soft. Like, I my demeanor is hard. Some but, pretty chords. <laughs> but I'm a big baby, <laughs> and I like to I like to be romanced. Yeah. <laughs> so these two songs are like really happy. Like you can picture people like acid house, like mm. people like dancing to this stuff. And one of them's in a major key. The second one, which is like for dance music. A lot of dance music's in minor keys, but this one's like hella happy. The second one. Ooh, the uh, the house crew, Euphoria. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Sick. All right, we're gonna get into it, and thank y'all for tuning in. I'm so excited. You're listening to BFF.FM, so you already know about all our incredible programming. You know about our lineup of more than seventy-five unique shows. And you know about our community of over 100 talented, diverse, radio-loving DJs. But what you maybe don't know is that none of this is possible without volunteers. 
BFF.FM is always looking for volunteers to help with just about anything. Whether you're a blogger, a fundraiser, an event planner, a marketer, or a bean counter, we could use your unique set of skills. Head to BFF.FM slash volunteer to lend a hand and help us make the Bay Area music scene brighter.
Community Radio. All your friends are doing it. 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 Best frequencies forever.
Community radio for the San Francisco music scene. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever. Smoke a second home, smoke a second home. Smoke a second home, smoke a second home. 
Radio.fm, best frequencies forever. Bringing the underground to the foreground. This is crazy.
want to be your BFF. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever. BFF.FM, best frequencies Streaming with my besties. <laughs> BFF.FM, Well, well, well. Aren't we in for a fucking treat? Also, that song ended so abruptly. I was like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Precisely that. <laughs> play huh um yeah thank you for that extensive progression of tracks we were talking a lot during the music break about just the difference and i really like what you brought up about saying like oh i thought that four four garage like i would mistake it for house at times (sighs) 
in a garage that there's always like 4-4 like jazzy music and then obviously like the speed garage stuff too but like the baseline stuff at the end yeah yeah that's um it just it has a different like it hits differently you can like tell like a uk i think track after yeah, I, th I think it's really nice to hear the distinct regional sounds, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I don't know, sometimes I feel like there's this desire to homogenize genres so that I think it's easier for people to, like, maybe for people, I don't want to say who have less musicality, but for people who don't maybe want to be fatigued with, like, decision-making or want to feel like, oh because I have a preference or something that I like more than something else. Like it's a prejudice and it's like, it's not that. Like music is music. You fuck with what you fuck with. There's stuff that you're not really gonna be into. Like you're never really gonna catch me playing like German house music. Um, Every now and then you might catch me playing a little bit of French stuff, but that's not really what's in my like, it's not really my vibe. Like, and that's okay. Like <laughs> there's someone else that does it and that does it well. And I can be an appreciator without, um being an aficionado about something totally. which is funny because that's kind of how i got into jungle because it was like me being a kid and not knowing please tell please tell the story about the powerpuff girls song oh yeah so, Even so, though it's so during the, the music break i was described we were sharing like how we first kind of list like heard or our first memories of of these genres and for me like with jungle and drum and bass I think the the first time that I really heard that sort of breaky stuff was Powerpuff Girls. There's there's a drum and bassy type break track in the Powerpuff Girls soundtrack. I think it's literally the one that's bum bum bananana and it's like boom boom cat boom boom cat boom boom cat boom 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 cat. And I remember as a kid I was just like, whoa, like this is crazy. Like this is a really crazy like thing to be listening to. And I remember I begged my parents to take me to Rasputin Music, which is where I used to go to a lot as a kid. And um, I went there and I like looked in the soundtrack section and I found Powerpuff Girls. And back back in my day, you could scan the CD. And um, that's our day, baby. Back in our day, we could scan <laughs> that CD. That's all of our day <laughs> in this room. Yes. Um, and um, LimeWire.com. Yeah, LimeWire, Napster.com, represent. Um, <laughs> Ooh, Frostwire, <but> <laughs> baby. <laughs> And I would, and I remember I like would, I tried to find the track when I was like scanning it. And then I went up to like the people who work there and was just like, what, what is this? Like, if I wanted to listen to more of this, like, what would it be? And I was just like a little brat. So they were kind of just like, ugh, like she's showing us like a cartoon soundtrack. This is so, <laughs> this is really cringe. <laughs> and then they were like, oh, like, no, like this, this person's like, like listening to like a basically what was drum and bass like they were i remember like them being like jungle no drum and bass no jungle and then like they were like all right like this i think this would be like drum and bass like and i was like okay cool and they like walk me to the section uh and they pick out gold, a goldie cd and it was I, I think it was timeless which has a track that for me is like one of my favorite like drum and bass tracks um because it was like one of the first ones that I really listened to in earnest, which was Angel, which mm. you and me were, were bonding over I love over that, that track. song so beautiful, much. Beautiful, beautiful track, like like really like atmospheric vocals. And like, I think that really captures like a shift in like the drum and bass scene. Like when Goldie kind of like was, I guess like bringing it more into the mainstream. 
um, where it changed from like jung a lot of jungle having like more like kind of like raga vocals and stuff like that to like this like drum and bass like heavy movement that had more like atmospheric vocals that were also like maybe like more instrumental tracks more than anything else um nonetheless both like really epic genres of music and that's 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 how i that's how i remember it happening <laughs> i love that i guess because i'm gonna link the documentary uh that describes the history of jungle in the show notes um can you give us a couple of uh, words about the tracks you picked, eh? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I think the first one that I put on there was Pache's Piano Tune. Yup. Which for a lot of people um, who like jungle and drum and bass, they'll probably recognize it. It's like a really quintessential drum and bass track. Um, and oh, I, I know we're that. talking about jungle, but like I, I really think it's hard to kind of ex- like extricate the drum two, and bass from jungle. but no, it's true because it's a it's a subgenre. Like I like to think of like jungle and drum and bass as like smooth jazz versus like bebop, and then there being like all of the in betweens where there's like scat, and then there's like totally. free form, and like there's some drum and bass stuff that feels like free form jazz, and there's a lot of stuff that I listen to like Dillinger that it errs more on the side of drum and bass than jungle because of the way that they mix the breaks where it sounds more metallic and tinny. Um, trying to think of what the other, the second one was. I think it was Invisible Man I put as like the second one. Yes, I was about to say it's right in front of me. Yeah, and that one is, is another kind of jungle drum and bass track where like I think if you talk to people who were like in Britain at the time, they'll be like, oi epic rhythm like <laughs> this is rhythm this is a tr- this is like a pure like you know jungle drum and bass track like and it's like kind of like most purest form like that one, that one was another one where i was just like okay like if i had to kind of like show an alien what what i like feel like like that era of jungle and drum and bass was like i would show that that track too which is like really epic an epic banger um that has like really great samples on it and um the the next one after that was i think i did i put original nutta which is yep. which is a cl- original like, nutta classic classic jungle track with shy fx on it who's like one of like the pioneers of of that scene and uh uk apache although i have it have heard it be called or have heard him be called uke apache i don't know in the song, he says Yuka Apache. So I don't. Respectfully, I apologize to the British community. I don't. I don't know if it's <laughs> how they say Nike. Yeah, exactly. Nike. Nikes. Um, but oh, that song Yikey is Nike instead of Nike. Yeah, that's a really classic jungle track that I think like a lot of people should should get into. Um, respectfully. And what else? I think. <laughs> The, I think those are the only tracks that I put on and the other ones are in the liner notes. They're more like kind of like archival like videos of either like um Oh the Mr. Williams track. Did you mention that one? Oh the Mr. Williams track. Mr. Williams and Shy FX. Also Oh yeah, that's a more recent one. That one I was interested in putting in to just show like I think how these people who have been in the scene for so long have been able to kind of like 
evolve. Like evolve and also like do collaborative pieces with people who are like from other genres um, and still create like really epic like like new sounds out of this like movement that has been consistent for so many years. I like that these things have evolved and that they still have the texture and the ruggedness and like that sexy like ooh I gotta have it appeal. Totally. UK yeah. Garage was number one on the charts in England this year. Yeah. Yo, and that's wild. Yeah. With Eliza Rose. And it's yeah, like I love everyone's that song. like it's a great track and uh, it's interesting because like and I think that's like the, the the same experience with like things being underground versus shifting into more mainstream. Like I think people some people get really resentful when things kind of break through. That's with why that they track. say yeah. Shout out Daria. Dubstep is not a dirty word. She yeah. literally said that in UK her honor. Dubstep is like a great genre and like is really, really like influenced by old garage music and like a lot of future garage nowadays has a lot of kind of dubstep influence. And it's like it's a great in the liner notes I put this really interesting kind of like documentary that some guy on YouTube made called How Skrillex Like Killed Dubstep or something. Yeah. And it's worth watching because it's just an interesting experience of someone who's from Britain kind of like tracking like how we as Americans perceive dubstep as sort of a meme. But like how it really is like a quintessential genre that like deserves a lot more respect. Some like beautiful like R and B like dubstep flips Whoa. from like the nineties. Yeah. Okay. Yo. You know who who has some really epic Send rare em. dubstep finds is Gabe. Like a, a lot of dubstep In this house is like we love really wah, wah, wah. Like not a lot of vocals or like it has like the really like you I know like that American shit. dubstep where it's like a really clean sing songy like vocal like, tracks. This. Yeah, we'll it's put a this mini in the ribbon. liner. We'll put this in the liner notes. Period. Oh, Chef's kiss, guys. And like, also y'all having the perspective of being like vinyl first. There's just a lot of reverence here. <laughs> There's a lot of reverence in this room this evening. Yo, I'm feeling that reverence right now. I wish now. these UK garage records were on digital. Yeah, but they're not. Uh, yeah, that's like an interesting aspect of like. It makes me kind of sad. It makes me yeah. kind of depressed sometimes. <laughs> not digging. Yeah. Can't find the, can't find the the tracks I want because they're all like these like. Have you talked to Adam videos. about this? Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Me and him like are like big on like discog digging. Yes. I've been like taking a break from it because it's like so stressful <laughs> and like kind of expensive, but like. Oof. I feel like, yeah, I, like, buy records way less now than I used to, but I used to be, like, deep into, like, like, some record shop in the UK, and you find the one you want, and you have to go through, like, everything in their UKG catalog so that you're not wasting money on shipping yeah. in case they have something else dope. All right. We're, listen, before we run out of time, I'm gonna play Soph's tracks. Um, oh, also, I want to hear about the Todd Edwards track, because that's from a live set. Um, yeah. What about it? What's the tea? Well, all I'll say about it, and I'll, I'll let kind of Gabe wax on, on Todd Edwards a little more after I chat about the videos, that is a really historic garage set. Um, Todd Edwards, of course, was from New Jersey. And, you know, when he started, like, creating his own sound, mm -hmm. um, he became very popular in Britain because, like, that was, like, a garage sound like a garage sound and um 
So he had been producing a lot of tracks all the way in the in the states, but then was invited to spin. And from what I remember, he hadn't really started DJing like at all. He was only like really producing tracks. But he got invited to DJ in Britain, and he goes to like <laughs> probably like one of the biggest clubs. Like you you watch the video and it's huge. Like there's so many people, and it's the first time he's really DJing and he's DJing his own tracks. And he's just like, just the energy in the room is really crazy because like, there are people who are just like going crazy for his shit. And he's shocked. Like he has like, I don't really think he understood how much people loved his music in Britain until that night. And he's wearing God Loves UK Garage, UK I Garage love that shirt. on his shirt, which is now like, you know, a lot of people who are into Garage like know that shirt and recognize it because like, and he's like, he's a pretty like spiritual guy. He's pretty like, like he's a religious man. Yeah, he's a, he's a good Christian man. And so like a lot of his garage is like very like influenced by that, uh, which is why he made that shirt. Gospel but, like, House. Yeah, Gospel House, Gospel Garage. Like shout out Warren. Shout out. Um, VHS. Yeah, but that's a really um, that's just like a very famous and like quintessential His like piece of. His nickname is Todd the God. Yeah, Todd the God. <laughs> Anyone who wants to like kind of explore the history of garage like that is a really important video to watch i think it's one of my it's such a sick video yeah yeah it's really exciting there are like a couple like old videos like from back in the day of like people dropping and the, the cool thing about it also is he's playing a track that has like the intro so mm -hmm. you hear like the sample and then like you hear like how it gets chopped up yeah and then it drops with the drums and it's like people are like yo yeah people and there's like crazy. jay dilla would do that like with like this one it's like the same vibe like you play the sample and then like you go into like the beat it's yeah crazy. he said um, he is kind of like on some J Dilla type sampling any last words before we get the finuck out of here we love england we love england thank you so much for what is it? holding uh, it down steak and kidney pies steak and kidney pie a little bit of eel pie uh <gasps> a eel point pie. Uh, a Gertlosh pint in the pub. That's what they say out in Bristol. Shout out to my boys out there. Um, in the pub. In the pub, in the club in before 11 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> we out here. Um, but no, I guess the only thing I'll say is like, I think garage, garage, however you want to say it, is just like such a crazy genre because it is so expansive, has so many subgenres and like keeps evolving that like, I hope that this kind of encourages people to like explore more of it and like find the type of garage that they like and like maybe they like all of it. Garage is love. Jungle is massive. Oof. And Facts. talk time is always appreciated. Thank you guys so much for coming on the show. No, Dude. thank you. Hell yeah. <laughs> now we're gonna get into some tracks. Yeah, let's do it. Jungle is massive. <laughs>